Yeah, it was a really, it's really frustrating and it's really weird just to get back into normal things because you, I had a couple of weeks off that I was just sitting at home, just trying to recover. Um, it comes out with a lot of thinking. You know, okay, what happened? Why this happened? What I'm back here? What's the whole point? It's just hard because you're not going to find out until it happens. Um, I start writing. Um, yeah, I, I felt the same. It was good because like concussions just block your brain. I don't have any, I, don't, I didn't have any of the memories from the crash. So I'm not scared of crashing because I can't remember the crash. I started writing, I was feeling fine. Um, I went from 73 kilos to 68 and I lost a few, bit of power, but I was feeling like really in the same range if you do your mass to power ratio. And um, yeah, I was feeling fine. <laughs> it was just sweet. G'day listeners, welcome to our final episode of season three and it's great to have you listening again. How are you going, Swaino? Alistair, yeah, final episode. I, I feel it. It's, uh, it's been a rewarding but long uh, long season for, for podcasting, but I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight, mate. Yeah, and good to be speaking to you again and rewarding is certainly the word. We have had so much fun. We've chatted face-to-face with some very inspiring people and we've learnt so much about our great sport here in Perth. And, yeah, I hope listeners have as well and, and taken on board as all the exciting information bits that we have this season. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity you've given me, Alistair, um, for you to bring me on after already having two good seasons uh, in, the, in the banks has been really great i appreciate that and also to the guests i don't think people realize how much time they actually put aside to sit down and record um these episodes so yeah real sense of gratitude over towards the the guests that we've had so definitely yes often it's the first time for our guests uh, in this environment and yeah we we love that opportunity we love sitting down with them and we love sitting down with them at lyric lane as well and um yeah, just seeing their eyes light up when they talk about the things they've done and the things that they're passionate about and um, and trying to also just um, get them to talk about their achievements, which sometimes they're low, you know, reluctant to do. But um, once we do and once they start sharing, um, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously exciting for us, but it's such a pleasure to pass it along to our listeners also. Yeah, it's, it's a cool thing to share with them. And like you said with Lyric Lane, it's been... Great to be able to share that with the uh, story of our guests as well. We've got um, Conrad who who runs and owns a place and his mum, Luca, and dad, Michael, that are always there and very welcoming to us. So it's been nice to be able to introduce our guests to, um, to that venue too. For sure. And we've even gained a few more listeners as well. So, um, yeah, look, just with this episode today, we, yeah, we've been... Yeah, very excited to just see Will in person first and foremost and to see, yeah, how well he's recovered from this crash that was a year ago when this podcast comes out. And, yeah, we've well, I've certainly been in contact with Will f- since the start of the year and uh, from that crash last year. Um, 
yeah, we, we're just so pleased that he's in great health and, and back riding and, and, uh, and importantly also spending great time with his family and, and friends. And as listeners will, will resonate with his pod, he's, he's recovered well, but also found some, some balance in life that was missing before the crash. And um, also listeners will, will learn a lot about recovering from concru- uh, concussion and and head trauma and and will certainly gives us a real specific insight into into that area yeah it, it's something that um, us regular people probably don't know enough about we're all out there flying around on our bikes and there's a, a good chance that at some stage in life one of us will will come off or someone that we know will we'll see someone come off so to have a bit more of education on the concussion um, syndrome and symptoms it's it's got to be something that we've got to be proud to, to put out there. And Will was really open speaking about it. Um, not a lot of men would, you know, maybe open up as much as he did, um, knowing that it's going out for anyone to listen to. So, yeah, big thanks go to, to Will. And if you see him around, yeah, let him know that you've you've listened and, and maybe what it's meant to you to hear it. Yeah, well said, buddy. So, yeah, listeners, it's all there for you. And yeah, it was just great to to sit down with you guys that day. And uh, yeah, just yeah, as listeners will hear, Craig, you you led this interview so well. So um, well done to to you and uh, listeners. I hope you enjoy yeah learning about concussion and also just hearing about Will's health and recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, tuck in, listeners, enjoy it. Will, welcome to the pod. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me back. Uh, let's see how we go. <laughs> yeah, um, with Craig here. And yeah, it's been a yeah journey to get ourselves to this point. And uh, so excited to yeah sit down, the three of us, and yeah talk a bit about concussion, head trauma, um, and just yeah also share with listeners um, your, your journey in the last 12 months and what you've learned, uh, and also appreciate how lucky we are to to all be here today as well. Yeah, thanks, thanks, boys. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been a little bit of a change in my life, but yeah, big story. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting a while to have a chat with you. It's been, like I said, a year since the, the crash, which we're going to go into, and it's good to see you looking as well as you are. Um, <laughs> I know you've yeah you've had a a pretty different sort of recovery from what most people have, so it'd be good to, to get into it. Yeah, it is great to see you looking so well, and and yeah, getting back onto your bike, and yeah. Um, just a bit about how we know you is we met you through our yeah bunchies with lakes and yep. um yeah some early early morning rides and yeah initially yeah you were doing some races i think before craig and i got got ourselves into these uh, races you were racing yeah. early on and um yeah from there we've yeah caught up a fair bit outside of south of the bunchies as well yeah, and cause... yeah you're my second guest on my podcast when they were even rougher than they are now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a lot of improvement now. <laughs> listeners need to go back and listen to Strength of Will Part 1 and Part 2. It's uh, going through Will's past and his cycling experience. Learn a lot there about the person we're talking to today. Yeah, indeed. Um, a real, real interesting story for, for you guys there. And um, we'll just mention briefly, Will, yeah, was a BMX junior and senior uh, yeah, BMXer for his country, Colombia. So at the national level and also at the elite level, 
and yeah, quite a long career. Yes. And then, yeah, you emigrated, migrated to Australia, continued the sport at a very high level. Um, but yeah, also uh, had a family and, and then started to, yeah, um, yeah, move from the mud to the to the road, to the and, road yeah. and start to uh yeah damage a few people's legs on the road as well so um yeah that's a yeah, awesome listen part one and um yeah it gives an insight into the the character of the person that we're speaking to today sweet so yeah um let's let's talk about yeah almost 12 months from from now uh previously um yeah you were involved in a crash in a race with Peel District Cycling Club, the the um, handicap race that they have out to North Dandelup. Yeah, North Dandelup racing in towards dwelling up, then turning around and coming back. So I was in that race that day with Will. I'm not sure which group I was compared to you, but we did join up um, late in the race yeah. um, when the groups were, were starting to come together. So I guess if we can get you to tell your version of what you can of the day and yeah yes maybe i can fill in what i saw and and fill in some, yeah yeah some of gaps. course yeah, yeah. Um, i'm sure you've spoken to some other people about that day as well but um yeah i mean i was i was right there so be yeah yeah, yeah. so um, um as we were talking before yeah it was just like my memory like from the actual race is is pretty gone um i remember probably my like my ride there, I did at 70k warm up. <laughs> it was a funny one, but yeah, it was just too easy rolling around. And um, we got there. I was on the on the B B bunch, like the second last. Uh, I can't really remember. It was a, it was the six of us or something. Yeah. But we were smashing it, just trying to get away from the from the last ones, from the fast guys. Um. Yeah, I remember like now. Like I remember starting the race. We were on the road. And yeah, I don't think I can remember much from that. From, from there. Yeah. Okay, so you, you've... I have, have a couple of images in my head. Yeah. Just from, that might be the crash. Like my front wheel, I just, we passing, I think they're passing the last bunch or something. We went over. I'm second wheel. Uh, I'm following someone. I think it was Andre. Um, I turned back to see who was behind me and then I didn't see front wheel hitting my front. Yeah, so that is more or less what happened. And before I go into it, just, there's no perverse interest in hearing about a crash just for the sake of hearing about a crash because it's not nice to talk about. We want to go on from this yeah, yeah, yeah. discussion to talk about your recovery and yeah, yeah, of course, what yeah. was done to, to get yeah. you back up to speed because it was a really bad crash. Yeah, but but, but it's good to, to bring these things, consequences of the crash because yeah, exactly. I, I think, I think it, was, it was my, I, I'm not blaming anyone. I don't, it's a race. Yeah. And um, I made a, three three four seconds mistake yeah. <laughs> looking back yeah. not looking where my front wheel is gone and then when i yeah i just felt with just my bike my bike disappeared yeah yeah so, we were doing like 60 70 case an hour oh it was it was bombing so to, to fill in the, probably an hour gap you got there you've gone through the first half of the race the turnaround you would have been catching the groups in front of you as you're going yeah, staying yeah. away from scratch behind you um your group has caught mine i think i was the group in front of you so yeah, I had yeah. a bit of a head start We've ridden together for a fair bit, probably the next oh, close to 20 kilometers, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And then scratch court. And when scratch court, that for me is time to pull out. I've got yeah. no business being with those guys when it comes to the sprint. Yep. You, however, are a sprinter. Mm -hmm. So you do have business being there. So you've stayed with those guys. And I've come over a rise just a few Ks before 
the uh, the finish line and it goes into quite the, the downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I've come over that rise, you guys would have been 100, 150 metres in front of me and I've just seen smoke across the road, right? So you would have picked up a lot of speed heading downhill, 60 k's an hour easy. And all I can see is probably half a dozen bikes spread across both lanes of the road. Like I said, smoke everywhere from people locking up the wheels and people on the road. Obviously, initially, jump on the brakes, slow right down. Okay, we need. To, I need to stop for this. This is not something you're going to ride past. Yeah. yeah. Um, pulled over to the road, bike out of the way, and then triage the the scene as you do. Now there'd been two or three people that had got there and off their bikes before me, and I could see them dealing with you. So yeah. I walked past and seen it was you yes. face down on the road. You've been dealt with by people that looked like they knew what they were doing so yeah, yes. carried on and gone to the other people that were down and, and checked out their condition once they were sorted out came back over to you because you were clearly the most seriously um injured one yeah. and yeah, it was it was quite the scene you had no helmet on your helmet had been ripped off in the um in, in the, the crush yeah and you'd obviously traveled quite a bit face down on the road before you came to a stop yeah. your breathing was really labored and you wanted to move so you know you were being yeah, yeah. To be kept still so that you didn't do anything in case you had some spinal yeah, yeah, of course. concerns um and you you did listen you weren't totally coherent but you did listen and you you tried to relax down but yeah it's just that the rhythm of your breathing is what will yeah of course will stick um yeah it's quite rattly and you're trying to get deep breaths in um, everyone was just coming they did a really good job of that and it was just a case of, of waiting for that um proper medical support yeah of course the ambulance, yeah. they had the um, they did have the volunteers there but you needed a, a proper ambulance yeah, so yes. ended up with the heli coming in and transporting you out by a helicopter okay um in talking with the people that had fallen trying to piece together what actually what happened, happened because as yeah. i said i was on the other side of the, the little mound when it all actually yeah, went yeah. down was um scratched caught and whoever it was in front of you was had launched it was going for it on that downhill and yeah. you've gone to tuck on their wheel and as you said you've looked behind just clipped the wheel and yeah gone down that's pretty much the um the, the story. scenario yeah. explained to me on, yeah, on that yeah. day and like i said i haven't seen you since then I, I knew you were back you know, i knew you were, obviously you're in hospital and it was pretty serious so yeah yeah really worried about how you're going to come out of that one oh thanks man. and then um you're on strava not too long after and we're like, <laughs> what in the hell how did he how did he get out as as quick as he did so yeah that's why we kind of want to speak to you and see what it was like for you during that time yeah yeah obviously really tough you'd have a lot of um missing spaces in the in the time that you're in there yeah yeah of course days, yeah yeah but yeah yeah it's just normally yeah i don't remember i remember like an hour before we started uh when we started the race and that's it that yeah. week uh, i was in hospital for a week and a half i can't i have all the images of you guys coming the guys came and a lot of people came to see me mm. um i want to say thanks to everybody just well, incredible support i have the images of a lot of people mm. but i can't remember any of the conversations yeah so that's all it's all gone it's just the images in my head yeah can you um run through the like the list of injuries that you got from it because 
obviously they said you had no helmet on. And yeah, I could yeah. see a lot of claret coming out of your skull. Like yeah, yeah. Red coming out of your skull. Your your face is beautiful face right was, now. Yeah. I don't know how yeah, yeah. you look like. Your face was... Yeah, yeah. My, right like up, you know? Technically, my healing is pretty good. Yeah, it Very was... Um, I laid on my head. Um, lucky I had a good helmet. Mm. Specialized yeah. with MIPS. Um, that I believe that saved my life because mm. it took the impact, and uh, yeah, I keep scraping on the floor. Um, I ripped the the um, the strap. Yep. It ripped off. Yeah, we found your helmet. Then I was then I was spinning. I was uh, like also with also scratches from my around my head all the way around my face. Um, but yeah, there, there was a week in hospital and uh, my face was gone. Yeah. <laughs> it was already healed. Wow. Yeah. Um, the injuries was only. Um, broken rib, one or two, like they, they wasn't sure if there was two, and a little crack on my scalp. A That's little it. crack on the, the, the back part. In the back part, part, I believe someone hit me with the front wheel. That would make sense, yeah. Yeah, That's what the doctors reckon, but they they, they couldn't understand. Also. So technically, um, the, the, the type of crash, yeah. the speed, everything, my body weight, they reckon that um, I was told in the hospital, it's just incredible how you go here. Yeah. Technically, a person just gets in the helicopter, gets to the hospital, is tried to surgery to fix all the bones that they have broken, mm. and they're already in a coma because the pressure of you, like um, the concussion creates a lot of pressure, yeah. your brain against your scalp. So that starts cutting all the functions, and then your body just goes on a coma right. just to shut itself down. But I was the luckiest person in my life <laughs> because I, I got hit in my head, that crack on my skull was releasing the pressure of the on the concussion. Oh, is that the best doctor's yeah. theory on it? Yeah. That's yeah, because if they say if, if you if you didn't have that crack on your skull, we wouldn't have to drill a hole in your head. To release the pressure. To release the pressure. And not the blood in the in the in the in the fluid where yeah. it's coming out through my ear. Okay, so that's what we possibly saw roadside like yeah. yeah yeah it was more the amount of yeah because it's like that you you your brain creates a really strong pressure yeah and then normally they have to drill a hole and then release that pressure so the only broken bones aside from the crack in your your skull was one ribs. ribs one rib one or two ribs yeah i believe it's two it was two ribs which they don't really do anything for anyway do that yeah they? No, nothing. Just heal them. The, but the, yeah, but the face of the doctors were like, they could, how come you're going to crash at that speed yeah. in the road, yeah. run over by more people, and then you didn't break anything? Yeah, because as I said, it was on the downhill section. So that last three kilometers or so leading towards yeah. the finish line mm -hmm. was on the downhill, and you guys had kicked. So you're already going fast on the downhill, and you've and you're pushing it more to win the race, like yeah. to try and get that. They get, that, they get that gap, yeah. So you guys were really flying when you obviously got Yeah, down. it was. To come away with that. Yeah, it's just they, like. Did they do brain scan? Yeah, they did. They did. They did all the all the, all the like pretty good the service like in um, Australia. Like they're really worried. They're like. Where did you was, go? Which hospital? All right, so um, I got airlifted to uh, Royal Perth Hospital, right. emergency of of the uh, intensive care. Mm -hmm. So um, so the story starts here. <laughs> so I got there. I can't remember anything. Yeah. Um, the condition was really hard. Um, everybody was just like people that was caring about me and everything. I have no memory of anything. The days I couldn't count the time. Yeah. It was just com really, really confusing. What I remember is seeing that that dead tunnel. <laughs> mm. I didn't believe in that before, but um, yeah, 
So like, it's, you, it's, you, you're talking about yeah, like yeah, like you're gonna die. It's it's it's, it's not on my perception. It's not really a tunnel. It's just like completely dark, and you see a bright light at the end, but you feel that like, you're getting sucked in. But then the feelings are are, are interesting. Mm. Um, I'm there. Um, not physically, just my consciousness. And um, there's no there's no connection with your body, so no your brain, no your heart. So there's no emotions. You're not scared. You're not sad. Nothing. You're just there. And what I saw was just oh crap, this is gone. Are you, I better go. Are you conscious at this stage, or is this your? I was. I was. I was. I, I believe I was gone. Yeah. Because I'm no. Yeah, there was conditions that my heart rate was going crazy. It was stopping. Mm. I believe that was the time. But I'm, I have no conscious of time. If it was the same day, it was the, during the week. Wow. It was just, I was lost completely. So yeah, I'm going to this tunnel. Um, yeah, there's no emotions. You just think, oh yeah, that's it, this is over. I'm gonna cross this this line and let's see what happens. Is that as terrifying as that Yeah. Uh, over there, you don't feel anything. It's just like- Yeah, you removed from your body. Yeah, it's you removed from your body. So there's no emotions. There's no nothing. It's just, oh yeah, this thing is over. Simple. You just realize it and you just just take it. Um, I'm a bit more halfway, getting closer there. Then a picture of my ex and my kids came up in your mind. And my yeah, I don't know. He just showed in there. I don't know if it was in my mind because I because over there I was actually in my mind. But yeah, the picture shows up, and then next second I felt that I was back in my body. a lot yeah it is it is the, the the feeling is just like so that picture comes into your obviously not your physical vision but into your mind yeah yeah and then you feel that tunnel situation the, the, it's gone on, everything is gone and i feel like i'm in my body the problem is i was feeling in my body but i couldn't wake up yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a stuck in there I, I think i can i could hit things on the background um the people come to visit me they reckon that i used to wake up five ten minutes and then go back to sleep yeah. the problem is um the drugs they were using to keep me down they were really really strong so it's when i wasn't conscious i was really worried because i wanted to know uh, okay i nearly die this body is probably mm. ruined, ruined. <laughs> i, I, I want to know what's going to happen i want to i want to wake up and feel it and, and have have an idea of what's happening but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. The time, I don't know, I can't count the time. It was just like, I, could, I was thinking, I was thinking. And um, I remember something from back of my training days as a BMX rider. Um, there was a theory that the team was trying to do, reducing the amount of drugs they give us when we get concussions, because BMX riders get concussions all the time. Right. So if you get all these drugs, you dev you you are your performance drops 50%. If you don't use the drugs, your performance is gonna drop 20%. So when we had a concussion, we used to have, have a lot of um, psychological therapies. So I chat with psychologists. So we have few therapists, they, they teach us how to control the side effects of the concussion. So the concussion creates inflammation in your brain. So when you when you get sad, when you get desperate, when you get when your emotions start attacking you, your heart rate start going up and down. Yeah. So that pressure create more pressure, less less, and then that creates more more dramas in your body. Right. So what they used to tell us it was control our emotions, like flatten them down, mm -hmm. 
and then start dropping a heart rate to reduce the pressure into your brain. That makes sense because you know when you have sense of anxiety or uh, you know panic. Yeah, yeah, your heart rate goes into so and it sends more blood to your brain, and your brain creates more pressure in your scalp. And so then this would have been what twenty odd years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's Okay, so I've been listening to a lot of stuff regarding concussion, and especially with cycling recently, and none of them really talk about the link between, um, you know, your heart rate and, and your psychological. That yeah, cycle. yeah, so yeah. Pretty ahead of. Yeah, there was a lot of um because we used to my team used to be attached to a um like high sports school, mm -hmm. so they used to do all the tests and all the experiments and, and all the stuff too. Yeah, government funding. So they used to just okay, we're gonna create this, we're gonna create that, and then it was it was always just experiments and stuff. Yeah, that's so advanced because even now there's there's not a lot. Um, well, it's it's a new sort of area that they're looking at in pro cycling now. Yeah, yeah. With the concussion protocol, so within a race they don't really have much. They're, they're trialing a lot. Of yeah, stuff. yeah. But um, listening to other podcast episodes that are talking about concussion, and they're really um. I wouldn't say trial and error, but it's early days in yeah, yeah. to actually come back from it. But yeah, because we had the you have the psychologist telling us, okay, you need to control your emotions. You wanna flatten down your heart rate. Yeah. And then when it's flat, you can start start dropping it down. So and now link it to your, your recovery on yeah, in that state there. You yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was more like trying I think the the goal was to don't lose too much performance because because BMX riders get concussions all the time. Yeah. So we were trying to use less drugs and then trying to control our bodies yeah. and then and then push the recovery. So you were aware that when you've had this crash that you're obviously heavily sedated and... But I was unconscious thinking. Yeah. So I, I had, there was the, okay, all right, let's, let's keep going with that story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was unconscious thinking and I wanted to wake up. I wanted to wake up. So I realized, okay, I, I'm going to try my technique, drop my emotions, drop my heart rate. They're going to have to stop giving me drugs. Uh, my heart rate went down to 38, 36. You know what it was when it was elevated? Uh, I'm not sure, but my max is 196, I think. Yeah, yeah okay. So, so you've got a good range there. Yeah, I got a huge range, but 38, 36 is way too low, yeah. especially for my age. Did, and you found this out after? Uh, yeah, yeah, I found that after. Yep, yeah, so. I didn't know. I didn't know what, what range I was going because I was so unconscious, but I was trying to just go as low as I can, calm down. I could think better. Um, so because of that, they stopped giving me the drugs. Uh, that was a week and a half, I think. They stopped doing it. Next day, I woke up and I said, Okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're ready to go, ready to discharge yourself. Yeah, and that's and then everybody was, No, you can't do that. You can't do that. You need to be here six weeks. It's only a week and a half. And I said, But I don't want to be here. It's too stressful for me. Yeah, just the environment, even the smell of the hospital is just like. I hardly ever go to the, I only go to the hospital in, the, in an ambulance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I won't go there by myself. So um, they said, they started like always looking at me, what I was doing. I started walking around, wow. doing my own tours. Uh, so they started bringing all the specialists, did all the tests, all the tests. Um, the top brain surgeon from the hospital, she came to do all the interviews and the stuff. Um, I told her the story and she's like, but you can't think when you're unconscious. And I said, yes, I can. Well, yeah, how does she know? Yeah. Yeah, because, know but, 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 it's, but it's technically, it's technically the scan yeah. and all this stuff. But they don't see brain activity, so they assume yeah. that there's nothing going Not, on. Nothing going on. But 
Because it's what they're trying to do with the drugs, reduce the brain activity. Yeah. Yeah. But I was fighting it, and then I dropped my heart rate, and they have to stop it. And I said, okay, they did all the tests, and then um, her face was interesting because she looked at me, and she's like, um, I don't know how, but yeah, you can go. So on the test day, I was gone. I said, you can go. So you're out within how long? Within a week? Well, week and a half. The normal was supposed to be six weeks. So they've scanned your brain, the swelling's There's gone it's, down. It's everything, everything, the swelling was down. It was really good. There was a couple of um, scars in my brain, mm -hmm. but it's only like two or three. They reckon that normally it's like six of them. Yeah, right. The biggest one was like nine mil. Impact from like the impact, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it creates a little, little, yeah. cut, little cuts in your brain, yeah. Uh, but you have to just let it heal itself so it re reforms all the all the nerves and the stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, and they say like any, 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 if you have any um symptoms of anything, run a strike to emergency, yes, yeah, yeah, because the risks post concussion, <laughs> yeah, you have another one in that healing time, yeah, I think it's uh, like 50% chance of death, death, yeah. Because you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna pay much attention because yeah. you already had it and it's just like yeah yeah a little head it's a headache anything yeah. it's try to emergency and that never happened for you yeah I went a couple of times just in case it was like a headache and yeah. chest pain yeah. I knew there was more like from from the healing of the bones because yes. my ribs were broken and uh, so I was creating some pressure on my heart and it's just 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 a funny feeling so I went in there they put me on observation overnight and then send me home i'll be talking about you i reckon yeah yeah, yeah it was like because she was asking me all the call I, I never heard about this technique for the concussion so she was writing notes yeah and she was gonna do her investigation he said in australia we concentrate on drugs yeah keep you down as much as we can so that that the swelling can go yeah but not the heart side of it yeah oh, i'd love to um follow up and see what they what she's found in regards to that yeah researched it further, just yeah yeah it's just a really i don't know really new thing that mm. probably someone would try to start yeah i think that that works really good like we used to do it for for the bma just to to don't drop our performance yeah so the, the current state of concussion protocol is slowly easing back into small amounts of um brain exercise and yeah right? yeah so you'd you'd come out and you'd limit your screen time yeah you'd yeah possibly have to limit your conversation time yeah uh, yeah you might just be limited to small amounts of one-on-one -on -one because you can't process back yeah you can't yeah yeah it is yeah block that out so it's too much of a, a sensory overload for the brain so yeah coming back in small but they, they don't want you to just lay there and do nothing because yeah yeah of course yeah to need to keep exercising so, yeah 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 so i mean from what i've heard is um, if you had a concussion in a, in a bike you know, in any instance yeah yeah talking cycling if you've had a concussion you need to see a um, a neurophysio yeah to do those types of exercises. Did they? Yeah, they sent me like a couple of. I did. I just can't remember all the stuff that they sent me, but everything was well, surprisingly. Yeah. Just didn't need it. Yeah. Um, I went to to do my test to get my my driver's license back. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were surprised. How come you can pass this so quick? So they gave me another week or two before I get my license back. Yeah. Because they didn't want me to be driving around. And where were the tests were done at a hospital? Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Bentley Hospital. Okay, to sign you up to get the license. To sign me to them, yeah. And they did all the all the hearing tests. Yeah. They they like, they done everything. Like they've been really, really the system has been pretty good. That's unbelievable. Really worry about me and then following up and I'm, I'll get calls just to check that everything is going okay. If I needed more psychological help, if I needed anything. Mm. Is that public health system? Yes, public health system, yeah. That's unbelievable.
So you had the, all the ocular tracking, so your eyes. Yeah, yeah, the everything. Eye. All my, yeah, my ears. They, yeah, they the check all my, all my tails, ears. So they, they, the they check everything. Yeah, everything. I done it. Those all those tests in um Royal Per Hospital. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because I assume, given how quickly you were back to it, that that side of things just maybe didn't get taken care of because I can't get my brain around how you wouldn't have had those issues. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like I don't know. They they they, be, they feel more surprised because I'm going way too fast. Yeah. So they want to make sure that nothing is gonna go wrong. Because yeah. you know the test. Um, they've been testing my heart a lot as well. Um, it just feels looks looks weird because <laughs> yeah. they ask me like apparently my one side of my heart the muscles look really really thick right. and strong okay. and they say oh maybe if you were 30 years old professional yeah you your heart will be like that but you're 40 <laughs> and you're not a professional <laughs> yeah just it's, it's, it's just a bit strange but um yeah they did all the tests everything just to make sure there is no yeah. i had all this test they, they do it in the chem in the chamber and they put all these chemicals on you i was there for like an hour and a half and they have to be breathing and holding my breath for like 20 seconds i think i did that like 100 times this is a relief because this was that was this is my concern that okay the professional side is just getting onto it there's no way in the world that little old purse public system is going to be on top of it yeah yeah you know hearing the professionals talk even a lot of them don't get the correct yeah treatment unless they are out there and actively yeah pursuing specific people and departments to get those tests done but yeah i, I don't think there's a really developed system of it but they're just trying to make sure that all the all the main things are safe yeah. like your heart your brain all your basic stuff that is all all in, on track that is no like gone or something yeah. yeah i think that's what they're trying to do but they've been really good like hard to get those appointments sometimes they weeks but um yeah it's been uh, the system has been pretty good with me wow. out in 10 days that's a hell of a story for a yeah recovery. yeah it was and I, and I feel fine I, I went back riding yeah and i got one of the headaches and they told me oh, i'll stop another two weeks yeah just in case yep. but we don't think it's that here's a quick chat with joe from lakes bikes on how he likes to approach new bike day Whether or not they buy a bike at that time, even if they walk out with no bike, it's more also helping educate them on, on maybe a few options and what styles of bike will suit their needs. Um, give them time to think about those, those options as well. Um, and then we also focus on, on bike fitting. So really important of style of bike that's gonna suit their needs. Uh, following that, making sure correct frame sizing and, and their setup right on the bike. So for you know, we love cycling, we want, we want everyone else to love cycling and, you know, for years to come. So you're out of the hospital, uh, you know, miraculously in some ways, and yeah, you start riding again soon after. And yeah, take us, take us from the initial period of starting to get some of your uh, daily life functioning back. Yeah, it was a really, it's really frustrating and it's really weird just to get back into normal things because you, I had a couple of weeks off that I was just sitting at home, just trying to recover. Um, it comes out with a lot of thinking, you know, okay, what happened? Why this happened? 
what I'm by here, what's the whole point. It's just hard because you're not going to find out until it happens. Um, I start writing. Um, yeah, I, I felt the same. It was good because like concussions just block your brain. I don't have any, I, don't, I didn't have any of the memories from the crash. So I'm not scared of crashing because I can't remember the crash. I started writing, I was feeling fine. Um, I went from 73 kilos to 68. And I lost a little bit of power, but I was feeling like really in the same range. Mm. If you do your mass to power ratio. And um, yeah, I was feeling fine. <laughs> it was just sweet. Yeah. So you coming back from a crash is a little bit different to most of us that would come back from a crash because yeah. you've got a history of uh, yeah, yeah. BMX. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do BMX. I did a bit of motocross. I did downhill. Yeah. So crashing was a This crashing was just like, yeah, it's going to happen and just need to get up and keep going. Yeah. So I assume that. You know, back in those early days, you learned how to deal with the anxiety that might come from getting back into it. So yeah, that yeah. wasn't a concern in this instance for you. So you got back onto the bike. You know roughly how long after the actual crash you were on your uh, first ride? I can't remember. Uh, I would say I was in hospital for a week and a half. I probably was at home for like three more weeks. I would say like six weeks six later weeks. I was riding again. Yeah. And how did that? first ride feel to you oh it felt pretty good i was just comfortable yeah i was just struggling a little bit because yeah my my fitness dropped yeah but my mass to power ratio was pretty similar so i was feeling okay yeah. i was expecting way more to be behind way more yeah uh, and i started riding um i did a couple of rides um as we talked before about the um, emergencies like if the doctor said if you get any symptoms just go to emergency straight away i went in there they did more scans and they asked me to do two weeks of no exercise just to get my brain a couple of little scars that needed yeah. to be healed. Yeah. There was one that was nine mil long. That was the biggest one. I said they, they couldn't believe there was only one that I was actually showing. Mm. And in two weeks, it went from nine to four mil. Right. Uh, well, we... <laughs> so, yeah, so the scars gone from nine to, ah, yeah, to four, four mil in two weeks. In two weeks they, did, did, they, 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 they told you to take two weeks off riding do they give you exercises to do no 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 they say just 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 don't do exercise weeks. yeah because okay. they were just analyzing all my fitness and stuff and then they reckon that yeah it's just on another level because yeah. they always even on the list in the hospital they put me into professional cyclists oh, did they? <laughs> yeah because cool. my fitness level was way too high yeah. and then my recovery everything my body fat percentage they did all the analysis yeah and they put me in the category Science, yeah. yeah with your heart rate as low yeah as it was. <laughs> yeah it was really low when they asked me what's you what's you what's your um top heart rate and i said oh, 196 and then yeah they couldn't believe it yeah. <laughs> i'm 40 so my max for a normal person should be 190. yeah um oh yeah after the crash um i started riding again and i said okay i'm gonna start ra racing i went and did one of the crits in the airport yeah and right, i remember an average 190 beeps per minute for 37 minutes Jeez. okay so your heart's recovered yeah so that that two weeks i suppose what i, I would really i wanted to hear that they gave you something to do to to exercise your brain because as we said like the concussion recovery is not meant they're looking at the moment now that it's not meant to be just do nothing it's yeah like, yeah it's yeah but um, to, to i believe recover. because they see me that i will just do too much they yeah. want me to just save the energy to yeah. get to get the the healing yeah going so you, did, so you did that you took that two weeks recovery. that's your good recovery back at it was there more follow-up symptoms came up after no 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 that was fine yeah i think that was my second visit yeah 
because I had chest pain and head head by um I, I knew there wasn't something major but um because I was told by the doctor any anything just go to emergency it's better to waste your time in emergency they just yeah. the risk of dying after that is it's really really high yeah so you've gone back to the racing scenario how was that mentally for you were, was it still holding true that you were fine coming back from a crash um or? yeah mentally i feel comfortable on the on the track you had to think about it though, yeah it is yeah. yeah i have to think about it and i say okay i want to push it or no want to push it uh yeah it's hard to find the balance again because my fitness wasn't the same yeah um and i had the assessment like yeah i was just like yeah i don't want to get into crazy corners i don't want to be on the the wrong spot at the wrong time and anything can happen yeah and um i was thinking might be i don't know i can lose anything my conscience out of nowhere or something can happen so i was that that was the worry but i'm managing that anxiety again yeah that anxiety about the situation yeah yeah you can yeah because you don't know where you are actually sitting like okay i'm i'm 100 i'm 80 i'm 50 percent uh should i be doing this or shouldn't yeah you're quite cerebral i think you're a bit different to most people whereas you're aware of what you're feeling at that time and you're able to address it in in real time whereas a lot of people just react yeah 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 i I like to being under control and then i I think that the training from the bmx it was like it really built my my personality and then thinking on the secondary effects because you're always thinking on the what what i'm gonna do tomorrow so i need to be good today so just thinking of that like i I didn't want to be on the risk areas i I know most of the riders so i know who's gonna do what yeah so i just trying to be on the spots that i didn't want to be i got dropped in one of the races i was like yeah it's fine it's not the end of the world is it yeah that's right there's always another race yep experience yeah take us just off the bike for a second as well just daily life you know what time at what point did you return to work and we're driving um yeah just a couple of those things yeah all right um i was only off work for three months i went back in november and yeah i have to come in and fix all the stuff that i didn't do when i was in there (laughs) so it was was full it was full on um i did one i did two weeks just part-time to get back into the system so that was the orders from my um from my gp and he asked me yeah if you need more time just come and let me know so i started doing it i catch up with a lot of the stuff too much pressure at the moment i'm trying to find another job at the moment i don't know it's that point of life there i want to change things and see what else is there yeah do you is do you think that has come as a result of having such a serious crash yeah yeah i think so um of my brain now is more involved in everything yeah. um but more involved like giving more judgment from my heart mm. i guess before that i was just like 95 percent brain and five percent heart at the moment of this experience and everything i think I'm, i feel like i'm a 50 50. yeah mm. Okay, so there's some positive that's come from a really bad situation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that it takes something like this for people to go, they they might need to be a different balance in what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're at the stage where you're reassessing. Yeah, because, yeah, I've been trying to assess all these things and I would say, okay, I should have stayed how I used to be, but everything happens for a reason in life and then Mm. let's see what happens. Because it's like, even like everybody that I talk with, they have the judgment of this situation is like, it's a crazy thing that happened and yeah. then it must be happening for a reason. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, it's affecting me a lot now, a lot of thinking, a lot of stuff, but I just trying to control it all myself and yeah. try to stay fit as much as I can. So it's been you know, 12 months or so since. Yeah, yeah. What, what is the level of like ongoing support? Because it's sure you've been um, discharged from the hospital and you've been cleared to, to drive and not yeah, get yeah. back to regular life, but problems and situations that could arise from the whole experience you've had, they don't just stop after that. Is, is there... Uh, yeah, is there, there, there there is, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's all offered. Yeah. Um, they do the judge, they do the test and say, okay, you look fine, but if you need help, you just have to turn back and, and so you've got to ask, ask, for, ask for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hard thing with, um, with males, and, you know, different tangent to it, but yeah, you hear it with a lot of the, um, are you okay day and the mental health and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff is, you know, just to, to ask and make sure you ask. Men aren't very... Forward, forward that. in that yeah as much um yeah again with you will there's a lot of experience with yeah yeah from, yeah yeah i have a yes. little experience like I, I can feel that it's really affecting me at the moment yeah so pass on some advice to perhaps any other you know, cyclists that would benefit from asking for that help yeah yeah of course yeah i think is the help is, is is the best thing like psychological help helps I have a couple of friends, psychologists, yeah. um, away, or like online or calls and stuff. A um, couple of my friends here did support me a lot too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just you just have to sometimes you just have to be patient and see how things start rolling yeah. slowly. Because we, we're trying, we're trying to we're trying to push things around. It's just we don't know what we're gonna get. Yeah, and the sport that we we all love so much is this tough man sport where when you you know you watch the guys on tv do it and they, yeah. they fall and if their spine works they get back on and yeah. go straight away right that's it they just keep going with blood and shit oozing everywhere off and that's not a concern whereas it doesn't you know for us we, we're not professional riders here to, yeah, to yeah. be the tough person all the time you know something like even just from my point of view from seeing you that that's traumatic right and yeah i know people need to debrief from traumatic incidents you know accidents car accidents whatever there's always got to be a debrief afterwards and you just to have that ongoing debrief even 12 months later you you know to realize you still need to yeah yeah of course yeah it. yeah yeah and, yeah people should do that yeah of course yeah talking i think getting things out of of you your mind and your heart mm. uh, it really helps yeah um i know a lot of people in perth um yeah people been really there for me and then if i need anything and ask and talk yeah um what, what you just say i know there probably a lot of trauma from the accident for a lot of people mm. um i'm happy to speak with anyone if they want to contact me have a chat about it i can take them through it and um i know it just lies i didn't see anything i'm i can't remember but if they can see me now after they saw me there yeah it was gonna make a big difference in the in the, the mental recovery because it can cause traumas absolutely we yeah, it was. We thought you were going to be touch and go with the way that just the way your breathing was. But I think you were really lucky because I'm sure that two of the first people that were with you were either surgeons or doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were in the hands of yeah, yeah. medical medical stuff, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Straight away. So yeah, yeah I'm and sure. I know I know it could be a really traumatic thing for seeing it from outside. Mm. Um, I'm lucky because like concussions, all that all the memory just deletes. Yeah. So um. I don't have really those bad bad memories. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
I'm happy because I'm I, I saw the, the the cycling community in Perth and all the support has been been really really good. Yeah, there were so many people coming to the hospital. Yeah, that's a good thing about our sport, and that's something we bang on about all the time. Is the, yeah, the little community groups that you do build. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. It, that they got around you yeah. yeah especially people that um we seen around but we never we had a chat or anything mm -hmm. i know they were in contact and everything and, and really worried visiting yeah it was it was a good good situation yeah great um meditation have you used any of that strategy um i haven't really done it like a proper meditation but yeah like when I'm on my on my thinking. I'm just trying to control things and just be breathing and making all the right decisions. Um, try to don't make crazy decisions at the moment. I don't know where life is going, so just trying to keep calm and keep rolling. Yeah, meditation doesn't have to be sitting with your legs crossed. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's more like that. The little the little gaps that you get in your yeah, brain. You okay. Say, yeah, focus on your breathing. And yeah, sitting especially when especially when too many things start coming to your brain, so you have to you breathe calm down okay split things around we're gonna make decisions about this and then eventually we get there so you're you're aware of um like when you have too many things overloading yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 it does it does it's Did at, you at the moment. before this crash was that something you're aware of no before the i said i said before like before my crash i was 95 percent brain okay yeah. this priority priority thinking mm -hmm. make decisions make decisions um always looking about side effects and secondary effects and that's it that was before yeah. now like everything has to be i'm really conscious now of my kids really worried about my kids um i don't know it's just the future yeah because i could have just gone and don't see my kids grow up yeah that's right yeah, that's a scary thing yeah yeah you, you've taken note and you know you're addressing that in your, your daily life yeah right? yeah it is yeah trying to do all, yeah working and um i just wait for the weather to get better and get back on my bike uh i will be doing to the margaret river excellent <laughs> yeah so i need to start getting yeah, getting back on my bike no no we're going in the sprinters join the uh, sprinters team <laughs> like you've given yourself like, oh, i'm going with a bunch of guys who don't love climbing either yeah so we're yeah it'll be good yeah. yeah i think we have uh, that was how thinking about it so we're gonna go race we're just gonna enjoy it and then ride with the people there it's our same level yeah it's just how like you guys can climb my car <laughs> uh yeah i don't know about that <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah you are progressing forward with with the racing scene yeah yeah that community that got around you when this happened. yeah 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 i'm because they reckon that I, the, the recovery time was around a year mm -hmm. just to be like 100 sure yeah um it looks like i was recovering faster but i just want to give that time and yeah. now it's like getting back into it and see how we go yeah we've chosen a good winter to sit out yeah <laughs> been some terrible days yeah yeah and yeah those buddies that you do have um yeah they reached out to you for this and they said yeah we want you to ride with us a bit more and by doing tour of mugs yeah yes you will see more of them and that's what they're going for is you know you guys to see more of each other yeah yeah i think so yeah it's the so the social you helps now now there are like i say we're going through all this process and stuff before too much social we just too much things in your brain but at the moment i can just control those things to be more just trying to be in touch back with the people i know they were all there for me and worried but um i was just trying to keep my my mind on the on the right spot don't yeah. don't overload it like you said yeah. 
and um, now I'm just trying to get back into my normal social life. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a long, it's a long, it's a long process. <laughs> um, do you want to discuss the possible tests that um, some of the specialists want to conduct with you? Um, based on yeah that yeah the unexpected recovery, is there some tests that they still are planning? Oh, uh, I think I still have one more check just after the year, but every all the other ones they like they look fine. I yeah. got all the results back and they reckon that yeah, that is all looking good. And you sound like someone that they should study. I can see where Al's going with this question, like hook <laughs> you up to all the equipment and see yeah, what yeah. the hell is going yeah, on. Yeah. What you've been able to recount and the way that you've been able to um, recover in those initial stages. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm curious to find out what your um, that surgeon has found out about yeah, and I need to, I need to, I need to um, look into my files and find her name and because um, I wanted to, to talk to her too. Yeah, but I think at that time I was just, I just wanted to leave. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then now I can follow up. Um, I'm happy to help. Like if anyone can just, I remember all my training. Uh, if it's now, if someone needs help, I, I'm happy to help anyone. Yeah, it's just a different technique. It's interesting. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else that that um, springs to mind at the moment around the the last six months, nine months? No, it's nearly a year now. Yeah, September. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a craziest experience in my life. Uh, get the midlife, <laughs> the midlife. Um, forward. Yeah. So let's see how we go. Um, it's been hard, really, really hard, but I'm getting through it. Um, I want to thank everybody that has been around. Like, I'm not saying names, but mm. a lot of, a lot of, a lot, I don't, they know who they are. They've always been around since I was in hospital and then any charts or anything that I need, they've always been around. Um, other than that, I don't know. And let's see how we're going to more Gary River. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the physical side sounds like you're, you've, you've got that nailed and Mm. It's encouraging to see you're addressing the mental side because it looks like that's probably the bigger. Yeah, yeah, injury, it is. Yeah, yeah. Even though your brain was the injury, but it's the dealing with it mentally and reassessing your life uh, yeah. choices and, yeah. you know, and everything. Yeah, are, that seems to be the. Because it's, 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 it feels like resetting your computer yeah. <laughs> and then it just goes back to all the standard yeah. and then everything is there. And then so you just have to figure it out yeah. what the priorities about it openly, like. We're sitting here with you, and I don't know if you tried eyes or not, but I can. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, pretty it's hard still. It's affect, affecting, yeah, yeah, it is. It Hopefully does. When you listen back to it, it gives you something as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Because you've been really open. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, just here to get it out and um, help anyone. Like, it's good to share this experience. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I said before, like if someone just from the accident that saw me there, mm -hmm. want to have a child any traumas, anything, oh, I'm happy to, yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, you continue to be a mentor for a lot of us in, in Perth and just a really awesome friend. And uh, it's so great to see you healthy and well. Thank you. Good. Season three of the Amateur Hour is proudly supported by Professional Way. I've personally been a customer for 10 or so years, and whether it's been strength training in the gym or cycling training, 
The body needs to be fueled correctly to get the most out of your performance and recovery. At Professional Way, they are committed to being a totally clean, pure sports nutrition company. No artificial ingredients added, no fillers, just pure product. At the heart of Professional Way is a passion to see clean sports nutrition being utilised alongside the nourishment of organic whole foods. Check out the range online at www.professionalway.com.au. Use the code PROFESSIONALWAY for free shipping to an Australian address on your first order over $100. All right, there we go. Well, that was really, really refreshing and and revealing. And uh, yeah, just a big thanks to, to Will for sitting down with us at Lyric Lane and and sharing his last 12 months and yeah, Craig, it was yeah, quite a chat and yeah, it was just great to to see him doing well. It was it was a heavy one. Um sitting there listening to, to Will recount his time in the hospital and to actually be able to recount the time that he was unconscious, um, and you know, what he can recall from that. It was really it was a lot to take in and um yeah, it just needed a bit of a a pause in there to really listen to what he was saying and, and let that digest a bit. It was pretty revealing. Yeah, certainly was. Yeah. His experiences as a professional in in the brutal sport of BMX, um, certainly, yeah, yeah, years of experience paid off when it came to when it comes to recovering from crashes and and injuries. Yeah, it seems to. It's really Turner, the, the the way that he told his story and what what he'd learnt in Colombia, um, I'd be I'll be keenly following the, um, the the science scene in regards to concussion and cycling and see what comes of it over the next couple of years because um, I'd love to hear a bit more of the the stuff that he talked about and whether that that has a place in in where they're going to take it. He certainly had a few doctors scratching their heads, didn't he? Mm, yeah, he did. It was interesting and um, yeah. I'd, like I said in the um, in the podcast, I actually would like to to follow up with Will and see if he hears any more back from the um, the surgeons that that helped him out. Yeah, and yeah, to see him racing at Tour of Margs with his his buddies, that's pretty exciting. And um, I know he's downplaying his climbing ability, but uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be firing fit, and he just must be looking forward to that so much. Yeah, I was stoked to hear that. Just to have him surrounded by his, his friends and out there doing it again is, is great. But um, we all, all can't be uh, quite so lucky, Alistair. I believe you missed the, the big race you were planning to do on the weekend. You got the big C, big COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got it Friday morning. Yeah, COVID just before the, the 24 hours before the race. Got a positive rat and caught up with me eventually. And I was absolutely gutted. To, to miss out on Collie to Donnybrook. Um, the weather was brilliant. The field was great. Um, so, yeah, I just had to to suck that one up and um, there'll be plenty more opportunities. But, yeah, to, to do that training block and uh, not put it out there was was a bit of a bummer. But at the same time, it's great to be obviously firing fit and the last six weeks of weather weren't great. So to be, yeah, to use that time I did like I did was, was still very satisfying. Yeah, that's right, mate. Good to see you can take the, uh, like you said, you had a good training block leading in, um, something that you can repeat again leading in towards Tour of Marga River. 
and you've you've got the COVID out of the way, so you're safe for um, the next few weeks. I know you've got a trip to Melbourne plan with the family, so it's good that that won't be affected by anything. But um, there's always next year for Collie Donnybrook. Absolutely, I cannot wait to get back there. So. Um... Yeah, and kudos to the organisers as well. Um, I was past the scratching date, but um, yeah, I just let them know it was my yeah rat test and if I was eligible for a refund. And um, yeah, they very quickly responded and said no, not not a drama. And um, yeah, so fair play to them, that committee. And I can't wait to get back and and pay my money and go back again in twelve months and and suffer once more. So yeah, kudos. Yeah, kudos, and that kudos goes to Collie Cycle Club. So, yeah, good to, to mm. mention them out. They put on a great race from all accounts. And um, the, same, mm. the same time that weekend, the uh, Backroads Gravel Race went off as well. Yeah, so our Madam of the Midwest, Marissa Drummond with the Geraldton Cycling Academy and other cycling clubs up there, they, the Geraldton Mountain Bike Club, they delivered a huge day. The weather just turned itself on. It was a bit windy, but, uh, yeah, the the marigolds and the uh yeah everything out there that those fields just look so golden and yeah it was just stunning and that just the color of the jerseys against the backdrop of the yellow and the 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 color of the the gravel um yeah you could just see it was an organizer's dream debut uh and yeah congratulations to marissa she took out first place in her first race back since her crash in the 60 kilometers uh and yeah, she was just stoked to think to be riding, but great to see her out competing again. Yeah, for sure. Look, the photos coming out of that event are pretty amazing. If you have a look on the uh, Backroads Facebook, and I might be on their Instagram as well, they've um, they've got a, a collection of photos that were taken by one of the professionals out there, and they are amazing. So yeah, all reports that I've heard it was a really uh, successful day, a pretty tough day too, from what I've what I've seen. A couple of riders that that had a a tough go of the 100-kilometre uh, event. Um, I haven't heard anything about the, the 160 yet, so we're looking forward to, to hearing from a few people how it went. Mm. Yeah, and excited to see the date come out for that one in 2023. And, um, yeah, I'll be ripping into that one. Bring on the gravel. Yeah, sounds like a plan, I think. And yourself, buddy, for listeners, tell them, you, the Lakes crew, there's six of you guys strapping on your saddlebags and, and your extra nicks, and you're heading off down the Mundabitty Trail this Friday morning, which is your birthday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we leave on Friday. I'm, I'm pretty much prepared, but I'm getting tired with all the, <laughs> the organising that has to be done. There's a lot of work that's that's gone into it. Um, so hopefully we have a successful trip. I'm sure we will. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, as you said, it's um, we've been supported by Lakes Bikes. We've we've got um, Tony, the one of the shop owners who's in the crew, and um, there's also Ben Mears, Mark Pearman, Cole Turney, myself, and Danny Savage. So we've got a, a, a good bunch of wasn't it? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> um, yep, so we've been supported by Lakes and really importantly supported by Melville Mitsubishi. They've um, actually put a, a, a great contribution into it to, um, to get our kits up and going, which I will put out on our social media. Um, and Melbourne Mitsubishi, they've also supported uh, the Ride WA events with uh, Seven and Tour of Margarita for the last couple of years, uh, providing, you know, one or two cars, I think it was, for, for the events to, to be used each time. So a big shout-out goes to them. Um, if you need a Mitsubishi, I suppose, go see them. 
Um, and also, yeah, Society Clothing have done us up a custom kit, which looks magnificent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing these photos of that kit. Yeah, very snug, very warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. The weather looks good so far. So at least we won't get uh, nine wet days by, by all accounts. So I don't mind a, a few wet days, but yeah, I'd prefer to <laughs> stay dry as long as I can. Um, having a look at uh, Jethro Nagel just did... Um, did a bit of a, a few days down there and he said it was extremely hard. He's saying it's hard. I, mean, I know what he rides like. Yeah. For a, for a ripper of a nine days. Uh, you know, you'll just get stronger as you, as you go further south and um, yeah, you guys can push each other through any hard patches and that terrain will just mesmerize you. And, and yeah, you won't want to finish by the time you're getting down to Albany. You'll want to keep going and, um, but yeah, those beers just think, keep thinking of those beers at the finish line. The finish line every day, mate. What are you talking about? This is going to be <laughs> the most beer I've drunk in a year. Every night's going to have to have a couple. Um, but yeah, I'll, I will try to record some stuff while we're out there every day. If the um, audio works out well, then even though this is our last official episode, I might try and sneak in a, a little bit of a bonus recap of the day to day stuff. But We'll see how we go with the audio. We might all be too shagged to actually give any good content, but I'll see what I can do. You better make it a zero strength beer then. <laughs> zero strength six guys for sure. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, Magnificent. Well, yeah, it'll be an absolute ripper. So, um, yeah, can't wait to follow you guys. And, yeah, and big happy birthday for to kick it off on, on Friday, bud. Yeah, thanks, Alistair. Appreciate that. Awesome. So there we go, listeners. That's us. Um, just some final thank yous. We'll start with our major sponsors. We've got Professional Way, a nutrition company from New South Wales. And it's just been so exciting to, to pair up with them. Our values align so strongly and, and the quality of their nutrition has just been, yeah, for a long time for us, uh, such a support in our sport, but also just our lifestyle. And it's been fun educating listeners about what they have and and what's available and also sharing some prize giveaways with lucky listeners. Um, also to Lakes Bikes, we just love the partnership we have with Tony and Luke and Jody and, and in the shop. And uh, yeah, we just yeah can't thank them enough for being our initial sponsors when we got underway this, this season. And um, yeah, just again, anybody looking for a bike, advice on a bike or anything to do with the sport on road, off road, they just are a wealth of knowledge and friendly service. And it's all about relationships with them. Uh, to Lyric Lane, it's been an absolute joy um, getting to know the, the family there. Um, using their incredible venue has just been a bonus, but yeah, the relationships will continue and, and we can't have a wait to have a little wrap up, little barbecue in the, in the lane there in sometime in October. And um, yeah, we, we just have loved the access and, we can't wait to continue on with that relationship. And, yeah, over to you, Swano, to our partners and families. It just, um, yeah, it's been fun, but none of this would have been possible without their their support. Yeah, well said, Al, exactly. Yeah, for your your partner, you have a young young child. So there's a lot more of a, a demand put on it from you. So thanks to her. And in, in regards to the sponsors, I think it's really important for, for listeners to know that these are genuine partnerships that we've taken on like the lakes lakes guys we ride with all the time um you know, they're just a apart from being a, a great bike shop it's just a great community so big thanks to them professional way the um the support that that we um sought from them 
It was basically us getting in touch with them, um, seeing how we can help promote them. All the the support they've given has been given in 100% straight back to our um, our listeners with the prize giveaways. So it's not like we're taking money for endorsements or anything like that. We've we've passed that all back on to to listeners to help try and get out their product and and what they do because you know I really do believe that strongly in it. So. Um, yeah, all genuine partnerships. And like you said, Lyric Lane, we can't wait to get back after um, we've wrapped all this up and have a drink with um, all our riding buddies and, and past guests. So very appreciative and hopefully we can keep something going for next season. Lovely, mate. Lovely. And finally, to you listeners, thanks for listening to our Waffles On at the <laughs> end of some episodes, but also thanks for tuning in and supporting the content. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed the journey as much as we have uh, yeah, it's been yeah a lot of fun, as I said. And Craig, for me, thank you. Just love the insight that you bring to our episodes. You've got an incredible interest and appetite for knowledge, and and uh, yeah, you you just yeah love sharing it, what you know, and and you share it from an angle which is to help others grow. And um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun sharing this pod with you this this season. Yeah, it's been a learning for both of us, Al. Um, yeah, like I said before, I'm really appreciative. So thank you. Thanks for listening too. Awesome. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you out there sometime soon as uh, spring hits us and uh, we start our hill climbing ready for November. So, listeners, from me, cheers. And from me, cheers also.